On one to Jay. the hero and hit 10. Cubs win. 4-3. Jay Hay off the bench. Yeah, the celebration is on. They keep the momentum going in that game with the Brewers after sweeping the Mets last night with a walk-off single by Jason Hayward in the 10th for a 4-3 win to complete the sweep of the Mets. Bulls take care of the Charlotte 108-91 with Vukovic leading the way with 18 points and a season-high 16 rebounds. Kobe White and Thaddeus Young scored 18 points apiece in the win. Bulls' next game is tomorrow against the Heat. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. After taking the first game on Wednesday, 8-5, White Sox game last night was postponed with the Indians due to snow. White Sox play the Rangers tonight. First pitch is at 7-10 p.m. Blackhawks with the miraculous comeback on Wednesday to beat the Predators in overtime, 5-4, coming back from 4-1 deficit late in the third period. Blackhawks take on the Predators tonight. Puck drops at 7 p.m. Tom Brady is not happy with the NFL's decision to change the eligibility to wear certain numbers as a player and went to Instagram to voice his opinion. This has been... Your SportstownChicago.com update powered by Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your hosts, Brandon Stats Januska, Craig Kimbrell. He did not have a good spring. Two innings pitched so far in both Saturday's and Sunday's game. Two innings, five strikeouts. Tyler, butterball, butterball. Can we just give a hand to Arteris that he has done more in within those five hours of trade deadline than Paxson and Foreman has ever done in their entire career with the Bulls? And David Double D Dykstra. And all of a sudden, Jordan Spieth has figured out his swing, ladies and gentlemen. And if Jordan goes on a tear, Jordan's Tiger-esque to the point where no one can beat him. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right. It is Blow the Whistle. Tyler is not with us today, but we'll we'll find a way to manage. We'll, we'll manage somehow. Yeah, and, we'll manage somehow. And we'll still put on a great show as we will be talking baseball, focusing on some of the struggling Chicago players and how they can turn their seasons around. And then, of course, in the bottom of the hour, we'll start it off with our Killing Me Smalls moments from the week. And we'll wrap up today's show with some Blackhawks talk. So, David, you ready to get this thing started? Let's go. Let's go. All right. We're going to jump right into it. And the Cubs are coming off their first sweep of the season. And they are off to a good start here in today's as yeah, well, they as are. David mentioned. Yeah, they are. But there were, there were still some issues in that Mets series that have been kind of going on throughout the season so far. And so we're actually going to talk about some of those. So let's go right into it. And one of the biggest ones that a lot of people are talking about and that is continuing to be start to become a problem is Javier Baez. I, listen, I have an issue. <laughs> the, the big issue with me, and maybe, maybe he is, he had a great game the other night. 
Uh, so let let's see where if he can keep the momentum going with that grand slam. He did have uh, interviews afterwards and said that the game before he was hit, seeing the ball great, which I don't quite understand with four strikeouts, but okay. Um, a little odd to say that you're seeing the ball great and you whiff and four you, yeah. times, but he saw it great than that game and got himself a grand slam home run. So few and far between though, when it comes to Javi, uh, I think he's pushing a lot to get back to where he was and be that MVP caliber type of player. So let's see what happens. What, what are your thoughts, Brandon? Yeah. So first off for everyone listening, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at blow T whistle one. And let us know what is the issue with Javi. Is it some? Is it a mechanical change that he has to make, or what exactly is it that he needs to do? Or is he okay and it's just it's a, just a slump and he'll break out of it? Is there a change he actually has to make, or will he just get out of this on his own by being Javi? Let Javi be Javi. I so mean, he's let got, us know. He's got a hit in this game, so he's he one does. for one. So Yeah, he got a hit today. He got a hit yesterday in the game, one hit, but he also struck out three times yesterday. So it's it's one of those things that, yeah, he he avoided striking out in that game with the Grand Slam, that middle game on the 21st. He, okay. did, he did not strike out. He was one for four, oh, one for four, yeah, one for four. He reached a couple times on errors, scored three runs, and of course had the big hit, the grand slam. But he did not strike out, which is the most encouraging part. I want to. I, I would say when it comes to Javi, uh, it, patience is a virtue. Yes, uh, both with the fans and for Javi. I think if he gets into a a hitter's count he's more likely to do better when he struggles is when he gets behind in the count and starts swinging at things outside of the zone and way outside of the zone. I mean, we were joking about it yesterday when we were doing stuff with X bomb, when we were swinging at stuff outside the zone going, Hey, look, we're Javi Baez, (laughs) you know, but it, at the same time, it's true. And he, he chases horrible pitches and if he can get his eye right and know that he's not going to swing at horrible pitches it's going to go a long way from him to get into good pitchers or good hitters counts yeah that that is the big thing it's it's being patient but it's being patient the right way you don't just want to take a pitch down the middle and find yourself behind in the count yeah it's it's seeing the ball like you said finding a way to see the ball a little better out of the pitcher's hand and it's tough obviously but he, he's got to find a way to do it and find a way to not just try to overswing and pull the ball. Find a way to work it back to right field and everything like he was when he finished second for MVP a couple seasons ago. He was spraying the ball the other way and everything. He's got the power. He can take it out the other way, but he's he, yeah, like you've said it before. When he's in a slump or he's behind in the count, he is a guy who will definitely overswing and try to put it onto Waveland or across Waveland. Oh, yeah, for sure. He overswings a lot. A yeah. lot. And, well, and did you see the lineup for today? That, it's, that's, that's an interesting It's, it's different. It is. You got con- really... Really, Contreras is I, I think I need to have like out. A, I, I think I need to have a heart to heart with 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 Rossi. Why wouldn't you like they still have, oh they have Bodie at 
Bryant's playing left. Yeah, oh, B- look at that. Bryant's in the outfield. Bodie's Hap, at third. Hap is off for today. Bryant is out in left. And yeah, so I'll just go through the lineup. Yeah, go we're ahead talking and go. About yeah, yeah, so, let's, yeah, let's talk about this. Leading a off, bit. Contreras catching. And then in left is Bryant, first base Rizzo, shortstop Baez. I'm actually kind of surprised he hasn't gotten a day off just because of the slump he's in. Yeah. But like we said, he has a hit and a run already today. Bodie's at third, Hayward in right, Marisnik in center. Nico Horner is starting at second base today, and Hendricks is on the mound. I'm I le- Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Because I've had serious I- issues with where he's been hitting Contreras this Contreras, whole season. Yeah, he's been mostly in the two spot, and then when Hap doesn't play, they've just bumped him up to one. But once again, you want a hitter, hit-for-contact kind of guy, and I just haven't seen that from Contreras yet this year. Yeah, so, I mean, he has been actually one of their better hitters. He's hitting two sixty eight on the year right now and five home runs. That is one one of the better stat lines on the team. I think only Bryant is probably better right now. So you say you, you're okay with him being in, I guess it's my old school mentality of, oh my gosh, there's a, a, catcher, a hitting. catcher hitting the two hole. What the? Yeah. Yeah. And it's something they're trying. I, I get it. I, he's not your stereotypical two hole guy. But at the same time, like I said, right now, he is a guy who is getting on base, whether it's all the hit-by-pitches he takes or just he he is yeah. a guy who is swinging the bat well, and he's also hitting for power as well. I, I would say I would say you're, you're, it looks like you're right, and it, it looks good right now. My question to you is, Horner got called up. Yes. It's the injury to yeah, Jock, Jock. Jock Peterson is out, and so Horner is up in his place right now. If Horner proves to be that guy that everybody seems to think that he is, are they sending somebody else back down and Horner stays? And Bodie becomes a utility guy for him. Yeah, I think so. I think you have to. If he proves himself, I think you have to send down someone else whether that be Matt Duffy or whoever I think if Horner comes up and he proves himself there was a ton of backlash the first time yeah and so I don't I don't think you could I send mean, him he, back down he's one for one so far today so yeah and if the Cubs were thinking of sending him back down well first off here's why I don't think they're thinking of it is because I don't think they would have called him up in the first place they have Vargas down there who can play multiple positions on the infield as well. So I think they would have called him up if they just wanted Horner to be temporary. But if he struggles, of course, you can send him down. But if he comes up and he hits like he did in the spring, I don't think you can send Horner down. All right. I I, I don't disagree. From everything that I've heard about Horner, he's a Major League Baseball player that just kind of got – let's just put it the way it is screwed over and sent down to the minors because they didn't want to pay him. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean that 
he does have things he can work on. Of course, everyone everyone does. Every single player in the major league should yeah. have something that they yeah, need to he work only, on. He hit two twenty two last year, batting average. So he, he does have things. He's a contact hitter. He's not going to hit for much power. He has three career home runs, all of those in his rookie season. But that's not his game. He's a contact guy. What what second baseman do you really know I, is a power guy? They're exa- more contact yeah, hitters anyway. So Exactly. Yeah, Altuve, probably the exception. Well, when you know the signs. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, that is what what you get out of a second baseman. And that that's what he is. He's that contact guy. He reminds me of Ryan Terrio, if you remember him. Back yeah, with yeah, the 08-09 the yeah. team, that era. Absolutely. And he is, he, he's more the stereotypical two-hitter guy. That's where uh, Terrio always was. And yeah, Horner could very well fit that role at some point. He's got the capabilities to potentially be a gold glover in the field. And he's a contact guy who could hit 280 plus on the regular. See, and I think that's, I think that's what they need. And, exactly. and, and I get, I get putting Contreras where they are for right now. But if is if Horner's as good as they say they he is and they have him doing anything but that two hole, yeah, that's right. I said it. Put him in the two hole, see what he can do. He might be that spark that Chicago's looking for to get people on the base so that Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez can all, you know, Drive him in. Drive him in, which has been a problem for the Cubs. Driving runs in. They had Marisnik at third at one point yesterday in the eighth inning, unable to bring him in. But a guy like Horner, that's where he can help. If he's seeing the ball, he's a guy who will put the ball in play. He, Eric Sogard, who's an option from the left side. Bodie, when he's on, he's still more of a strikeout guy. But those guys, Sogard and Horner, they're contact guys, even Duffy to an extent. So, And that's what the Cubs need, obviously, because... Outside of Rizzo, it's basic, and Rizzo it could be classified as a slugger, obviously, too, but most of these guys are swinging for the fences when they come up for the most part. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so like like we said, they're off to they're coming in hot after the after the sweep of the Mets. They're finally up to 500. They're 9 and 9 on the season and off to a good start here today. Off to an amazing, amazing start today. Start. Not just good start. Yeah. It got even better, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. while we've been talking. It's now I believe 7 nothing. Nine nothing. Ten. Oh, ten. I'm sorry. Ten they, nothing. They keep scoring. All right. I'm, I'm all for it. Ten. Brandon's nothing. like, why am I not at this game? Why am yeah, I not at this game? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so they are now up ten nothing, and so yeah, it, it's looking good for them so far. So we'll be sure to keep you guys updated on that one. But that will do it for our Cubs segment. We will now shift our discussion to the other side of town and to another player who's off to a somewhat slow start, although this guy may be starting to heat it up a bit. Find out who that is here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com 
Jill's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Jill's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Jill's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. It is time now for us to talk about that other team in town, the Chicago White Sox, and they are also sitting at a 9-9 record. Before we get into them, though, real quick, a tweet that was sent out to us from Brian Houston at KB Mac Radio. He says, listen, this Cubs offense is so abysmal day to day. If Horner proves himself, he has no choice but to stay in the big leagues unless Jed is looking to to get run out of Wrigleyville by an angry mob. And I agree completely. Like we said in that last segment, if Horner proves himself, I don't think there's any way he can be sent down. I mean, he's one for one with a base on balls as well today. So yeah, he's been on base twice. Yeah, so, so a, d- a double and a walk already today. That's that's <laughs> that's better than most of them are doing right now. So Exactly. So, yeah, I definitely agree. If he, if he's, If he stays hot, if he can show him that he's hot, he, he has to stay up. He has to. I agree. And so now moving on to the south side of town, and we're going to focus a little bit on Jose Abreu. 
Abreu. He's a notoriously slow starter, kind of like very much so. kind of like Anthony Rizzo on the other side. The first baseman here are just kind of <laughs> slow starters. Slow starters. But he's actually started off slower than usual. He's hitting, if if the month were to end right now, this would be his worst stat line of his career for a single month. Okay. And I'm, so Abreu has struggled. He's struggled so far, but he is coming off a very strong game that included two homers in it. So is that the spark that kind of gets him... Gets him hot now. He was three for four in that game with two solo home runs in that eight to five victory on Tuesday. So for everyone out there listening, is Abreu woken up now? Are there any concerns into his game so far? Or is it just the theme of he is a slow starter? He'll be fine. So let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. That's at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And David, your thoughts on that? I would almost say that Abreu, I'm, I'm going to give him another month. He is on the other side of being a prime. I, even though he won the MVP last year. Yes. Uh, I, I understand that, ladies and gentlemen. I think he is on the other side of his career. There's going to be a decline at some point. He's I don't know. 34 how, years old. Yeah, yes. I don't know how drastic that decline will be. But I'm going to give it another month because he does typically perform better during the warmer months of the year. Right, as most guys do, yes. Yeah, they get a little more a little more muscle twitch to them. They get a little looser, a little faster. And and it especially for Abreu. I mean, he's 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 from the Caribbean. He's from Cuba. He's used to that warm climate. It, I'm sure the cold weather affects him differently than other players. So, right, a little more than uh, other yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you got to give him a, a get, be patient. Be patient, Chicago. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think both teams are starting to find their niche, as we say, and both teams are. I thought it was amusing this morning that both teams were nine and nine. Like, yeah, <laughs> interesting, interesting. But I think both teams are on the upswing. Uh, I think they're both starting to figure things out. And I think Abreu, I think Abreu's a lot like Riz. Uh, he, you're you're going to be consistently, uh, he had a great year last year, an amazing year last year. But consistently, he's going to be that guy, what, 30 home runs, 35 home runs a season. Batting probably around 250. Yeah. Yeah. So in his career, he averages 33 home runs, 113 RBIs, and a 293 average. 293. Yeah. Which okay. is actually that's much higher so than I much, expected. Yeah. That's way bigger than I thought it would be. But that, good on you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> good on you. But yeah, he's he's Mr. Consistency. He's someone that you, you'll be able to rely on. And he's a team leader. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing about that game that I want to ask you and, again, to the listeners, this 3-for-4 game came at the DH position. He was not playing first. He has said before he he doesn't like being DH because he, he wants to play yeah, the whole yeah. game. He wants yeah. to be a first baseman. That's not a surprise. 
But with him being 34 and everything, is this season kind of a point where you can start to transition him and get Vaughn some more reps at first and just kind of start moving away from Abreu in the field and start getting him more time at the DH position? I think that's the plan for the White Sox. I mean, Vaughn's the future for sure, (laughs) I believe. Uh whether that happens this season or not, I'm not sure. I, I honestly believe that it probably will depend on how how good of a season Abreu has. Right. But that being said, you also have the future to think of, and Vaughn is that future for them, and boy, is he talented. Yeah, yeah, and they've been pulling him out and left some as well with the, with the injury to Jimenez and Angle being out initially as well. So they've played him around in this last game on Tuesday. Yerman Mercedes, who's another guy who's hot, you want to be able to get him reps. Hot is even a word uh, yeah, that, yeah. that kid, man. So he, he was at first base for the beginning of it, and then Vaughn eventually moved to first base. So they they have other options at first, but again, with Abreu struggling right now and then finding success at the DH, do you do that maybe once a week or so at some point and then eventually he's DH more and Vaughn is first base more and just kind of flip the roles at some point? I I think eventually that's the plan and it'll probably happen a little bit this season, but whether or not it... It happens more often than not. It's going to, I believe, going to depend on how well Abreu's season's going. Okay, yeah. And he Abreu is signed through one more season. He's signed through 2022. So it's hard to see him going anywhere else, but that is also another, another an option. option, another reason why you might start to do this transition because next year could potentially be his last year on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, there's always that option. You know, you never know. Honestly, you never know with the White Sox. They could, <laughs> <laughs> they are that team that, that will trade somebody without anybody even realizing that they were thinking about trading them. So, yeah. It, it I, I honestly believe it depends on what kind of year Abreu is having. Yeah, definitely. And, and what kind of year the Sox are having yeah, as a team kind of as year. well, because that could, you, you don't want to transition and everything if it's you're playing well. It's definitely a win-now mentality on the south side this year. Yeah. You have to be. You never know when that uh, that coach is going to keel over. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, and like we said earlier, they're 9-9. Nine and nine. Both teams in Chicago, 9-9 nine and nine at the moment. The White Sox take on the Rangers this weekend. It's a good matchup on paper. It should be a good matchup. For the Sox, they play the Rangers and then Detroit for th- for three and three. They they should come out of there above five hundred. They should come out of the weekend above five hundred for sure. I I agree. That's and honestly, that might be the lo- the low bar is four of the six. Yeah, with I would the two teams that they're playing. I'd be striving for sweeps. Of course, of, of, both, of course. Uh, if you get five out of six, great, but definitely four out of six is is what you're you're going for. Yeah, I I agree with, and they're at home for all of them. So three at home against the Rangers, three at home against the Tigers, and then it's three more at home against the Indians, who they just played. Which they seem to have the Indians number too, because the Indians are struggling. So it, this could be a nice a nice three game series stretch for them, where they. They come out of this looking really good. 
Yeah, definitely. So they things look good for this team at Absolutely. least at least over the next week or two. They look they look promising and that's also another chance to kind of test some things out. The defense has started to shore up a little bit after all the errors early on. Of course, the pitching is still Rodon. He came out, he battled in that last game and, and, and that's, that's that's impressive when yeah. you're not dominant. What he, you can do that that I think showed people more than the the no, the hitter. no hitter that he's there to battle when he needs to and not just throw in the towel. Yeah, that was very impressive to me. Yeah, so they they have everything kind kind of starting to click. It's not easy, like I said. He he battled through it, and all a lot of these guys are kind of pressing a bit, but. Part of that could be also the pressure that was put on this team at the start of the season, and now they're starting to get a groove and they can start to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. It, 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 if they start playing that 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 fun-loving, carefree kind of ball that they were playing last year, it's yeah. going to go a long way. For yeah, them when, when you have no group. expectations, exactly. Yeah, exactly, and now they're coming in with, uh, ooh, they might be the team to beat out of the AL. Especially with that bullpen, and if that bullpen shores up too, yeah, that. yeah, and and it that's starting to get its groove, find its footing as well. Well, that will do it for our baseball talk for today. Hopefully, both Chicago teams can continue to play well and avoid dropping back below five hundred. Be nice to see them both stay above five hundred the rest of the way from here on out. But it is now time. It's about that time, anyway, where we give that so moment. Uh, so, yeah, so close. It's coming up quick. <laughs> where we give that moment from the week that had us saying, you're killing me, Smalls. And we, of course, want to know what that moment was for you. So hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And let us know what had you saying, you're killing me, Smalls. But, of course, before we get into our Choices. Let's go to David for a sports update. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Scoreboard Update. I'm David Dykstra with your SportstownChicago.com update powered by Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Cubs lead the Brewers 10 to nothing in the bottom of the third. Cal Hendricks has gone three innings with just two hits and four strikeouts. Mariznick has has gone one for two with four RBIs. So looking good so far, gentlemen. We also, after taking the first game on Wednesday, 8-5, the White Sox game last night with the Indians was postponed due to rain. White Sox play the Rangers tonight. First pitch is at 7-10 p.m. Bulls take care of Carolina, 108-91 with Vukovic leading the way with 18 points and a season-high 16 rebounds. Kobe White and Thaddeus Young scored 18 points apiece in the win. Bulls' next game is tomorrow against the Heat. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Blackhawks with a miraculous comeback on Wednesday to beat the Predators in overtime 5-4. Coming back from a 4-1 deficit late in the third period, Blackhawks take on the Predators tonight. Puck drops at 7 p.m. Tony Romo chips in for Eagle at the first hole of the Veritech Bank Championship, but struggles the rest of the first round, posting a six-over for the first round. Former Kentucky guard Terrence Clark, 19, died yesterday in Los Angeles after getting into a car accident. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update. 
powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to beonair.com. For sports. Red SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the Nasty Biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the Chicken Fried Chicken Biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with a heaping amount of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed-out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. We are back here on Blow the Whistle, and it is time, as you heard, for your Killing Me Smalls. It's all of our favorite segments. I know it's our favorites, for I love sure. It. Uh, you know I love it, and I get to go after somebody that is considered a goat today, so I'm excited. Yes, yes. So definitely let us know what your Killing Me Smalls moments were from the week. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. And David, would you like to start this off? I will start it off. Yeah, going after a goat. I'm going after the goat. The goat. The goat. (laughs) Tom Brady, sir. I get that you're a purist. I get that you have... You know, things that you don't feel that the NFL should change. But your rants on Instagram about the number, the numbers being changed up by the NFL and people being eligible to wear certain numbers now is ridiculous. Talking about how things are going to be confusing for you and they should just take the numbers off the off the jerseys now. That was my favorite part. Uh, really, Tom? <laughs> just, just, just go, take, yeah, just just go, go with colors. color colored jersey. <laughs> That's what makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to tell 
Who who are you supposed to know who to block? Are you kidding me? You block the dude that's in front of you with a different <laughs> colored jersey, Tom. That's what you do. Doesn't matter what the number is. Hey, look, blue one. Hey, look, blue nine. I don't care if he's a nose tackle, a defensive end. Let people wear the numbers that they get to wear in college and in high school. It's fun. There, how's it any different than letting uh, the wide receivers wear the number 12 or 11 or 14 or things like that? It's no different. You're still going to be able to block. You're still going to be able to know who you can throw to because guess what? The color on the jersey is probably going to look different than the color of the jersey that you're wearing, Tom. I'm just saying. A little bit irrational, a little bit silly from a guy that is considered the GOAT. I don't understand his rant. I don't get it whatsoever. Tom Brady, you're a brilliant man. You are the GOAT of the NFL. You proved it last year, but for this, buddy... Yeah, that, that was a good one when you told me you were going to go after Tom. Hey, and- just like, <laughs> seriously, man. I, I get it. I get it. I get that, you know, you don't like it. I, I understand it, Tom. But guess what? You don't run the NFL as much as people <laughs> seem hey, to think so. He's, he's close. but <laughs> You're close, buddy. But hey, the, the fact that he said, well... We should just take the numbers off and just play with colored yeah. jerseys. Like I said, that was what? my favorite part. Favorite part of the whole what? thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, he says it, it's bad for football. And I honestly, I think it affects the refs more than anything yeah, about it'll, seeing, it'll, knowing who's an eligible, eligible receiver, receiver and everything well, like and that. That's, honestly, that's only on the offensive side. Exactly. And, and to be quite honest, you really don't see offensive linemen wearing jersey numbers like that. It's more the defensive line. It's more the defensive line. It's more of your defensive players because they played both ways in high school. Yeah. And, and, and they like the numbers that they have. I mean, now LeVar Arrington's going to be able to wear that number 11 that he wore in college and in high school and, and, and can carry on that tradition that Penn State has always wanted to carry on into the pros of wearing that number 11 because it's an iconic number where you have LeVar Arrington, Mika, My, Micah, Par- I, I, I was talking Micah. I meant Micah, not LeVar Arrington. Okay. LeVar Arrington wore 11 in Penn State. Micah wore 11 in Penn State, and I'm sure he's probably going to want to carry that on into the pros. And that's just a cool thing to be able to do now because they gave them that ability. I don't think it's going to have that much effect on the offensive line. You don't see a lot of offensive linemen wearing those numbers. But defensively, you're going to see some guys wearing some unique numbers, and it's going to be cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I, I'm i fine with that rule, so it's I'm, just, I'm for it. It'll be different, but, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's Tom. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? He wants to talk about something. Yeah, can't can't change can't change the ways it's been. He's been in for 21 years. He wants it to stay. He wants yeah. it to stay the same. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're on to mine. So I am going to go for a Reds fan, Cincinnati Reds fan, Ooh, and this was okay. just 
it's rough. I feel for the guy. I really oh, no. do. Is it is it Bartman rough or? No, it, it wasn't like he's not going to be hated for life or anything like that. Okay. But, well, actually, let, let me tell the story. Right. His, his son might hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so a Cincinnati Reds fan came oh so close, oh so close to to catching a Eugenio Suarez home run against the Arizona Diamondbacks on Thursday. But he was not quite able to reel it in. So, and not only that, he does not end up with it. So in the process of trying to catch the ball, he it hit his hand. He bobbled it. He was so close. He had nachos in one hand and was trying to catch the ball with the other. So he's bobbling, trying to get it. And as he's trying to bring in this home run ball, he actually falls over the row in front of him. Oh, no. So he falls two seats, about two seats row, two rows of seats in front of where he was. Oh, wow, that's a Loses his nachos. The ball falls, and a young fan, two rows or three rows in front of him, picks up the ball and celebrates having the ball. So... The dad then is shown on it going back and consoling his son who looked about the same age as the one who picked it up. And he he's now has to explain to his son, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I did everything I could. I mean, and it could have been worse. Oh, definitely. The nachos could have went on to the kid. <laughs> uh, he could have just completely thrown the nachos on his kid to try and catch the ball and then miss the ball. That would have been so much worse. But, yeah, definite heartbreak. That's a that's yeah. a, yeah. that's so a one he, of the million. He gave it everything he could to try to catch this home run ball, loses his nachos, loses the ball, goes back to a disappointed kid. Hopefully the Cincinnati Reds, after seeing this, because it's it's now like a viral video, hopefully they can reach out. Suarez can give him like a signed ball or something. That'd be cool. That'd, that'd be, be cool. Nice. That'd that be way nice. he can yeah, give it to his nice. son. And so I'm, I'm hoping that's how this Don't give this it to story. the dad. The dad's the one that screwed up. Give oh, yeah, it to the yeah. poor Just kid. Give, give it straight give to it the straight son. Give it straight to the kid. Straight to the son. Yeah, so I, I feel for the guy. He gave it all he could to try to catch it, but... In the end, it was not meant to be. He was not meant to catch this home run ball. So, again, hopefully Cincinnati can give him something, a, a consolation prize or something. You never know. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see how this story turns out. But in the meantime, for being unable to bring that ball back to your boy. Killing me, Small. That whole process yeah, yeah. of trying to. Well, let me ask you, Brandon. You've been to probably countless games, right? Yes. How many how many foul balls? How many home runs have you caught? Zero. See, I, yeah, I it's have like not. A, it's a like. <laughs> I heard a story the other day. I was listening to the radio. Did you know that when the Angels were in Anaheim, Charlie Sheen bought out a whole section? Of course, he did. In in Anaheim, in the outfield. And still did not catch and a ball. Just, just to try to get a ball. Just to try to say he caught a ball in a major league game. And still didn't. Like, that's one of those things I've come close maybe once or twice, and that was just by pure luck. Okay. Foul ball. I, I, I'm never in the lower... Close enough to, yeah. And it just happened to come up into the upper one, and I came close once. Okay, yeah, my brother actually at a Kane County Cougars game, so semi-pro, but he he didn't catch it, but he just happened to be in the right place, and it bounced a couple times, and he was the one who was able to pick it up. See, and you'd think I would have because 
We went to the White Sox game, and we were on the first base side three rows up. Okay. Legit three rows up. I'm like, all right. Yeah, this, be- before this the, the netting and everything oh, yeah, was extended. This is the yeah. moment. This is the <laughs> moment. Oh, yeah. It was like back in the uh, Jason Damon on the Detroit Tigers kind of <laughs> best seats I've ever had at a baseball game, I, and it was great. But, yeah, I'm one of those two that, well, I've played golf for 30 Oh, good night. Almost 40 years now. Okay. And I, and I still don't have a hole in one. So I uh, understand yeah, the whole foul Yeah, ball, it's one of those things foul where... Foul homer things, yeah. Yeah, the odds are against you for sure. Yeah. Well, we always have a lot of fun with, with that segment. Hopefully we can go catch a foul ball at some point. I'm, go, I'm going to a Cubs game in two weeks again, so yeah, hopefully I can catch one. Cubs we'll and Dodgers. Good karma on you. Yeah, there we go. If not, Cubs, if you're listening, can you just, like, Point point one to me, but do do something for me. And speaking of the Cubs, they're now up eleven nothing. Eleven nothing. David just gave me the sign, so <laughs> up eleven nothing. Things are looking good for the boys in blue. So we do have to move on, though. We have to end this killing me small segments till Monday because it is about time to talk some hockey. So I know David's real Peace. excited. Brandon says it was excitement. I'm just dead. Yeah, I, I know David's excited for this. The Blackhawks are currently three points out of the final playoff spot in their division, but they have two teams to jump with only nine games remaining. Will they be able to sneak into that final spot? We'll let you know our thoughts coming up on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports is like life. SportstownChicago.com. What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I can see your wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion? The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. Old Sport Radio with Pat Riley. The Bears, in my opinion, 
are not a storied franchise anymore. They are a laughing stock because of the way that they handle their business and the way that the team up north has dominated them for my entire life. Wednesdays from 3 to 4 p.m. on SportstownChicago.com. <laughs> yes, indubitably sport. Every draft that we've looked at, the Jets, the Panthers, Atlanta, New England, Chicago, Mac Jones. Is the song that all Hawks fans love and love to hear for Listen, sure? It's, the, it's bona fide. It's the best goal scoring song in all of the NHL. It definitely is. It has won that title as well. It's not multiple times. It's not just us saying that. It is a proven fact that that is the top goal song in hockey. Maybe all of sports. I mean, hey, I mean, what other what other sports really I mean, have soccer, goal songs? Soccer. Maybe. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if they have like a specific song. I'll, we'll have to check that we'll, we'll, we'll out and, and, and we'll let you guys know for sure. Well, the Hawks got a much needed win, a much needed point against Nashville. I was worried for finding you, a way to come out of a, a three goal deficit to come back and win that game. And like I said, a much-needed point as they are behind in the standings right now. Not just trailing Nashville, but also behind Dallas. And Dallas still has a game in hand. So it's going to be... It's an uphill climb right now, for sure. But they they have a chance. They're only three points behind the Predators. The Hawks actually have a game in hand over the Predators. But the Stars, like I said a game in hand over the Hawks and currently sitting a point above them. So if that didn't confuse you, let me, <laughs> let me, or, or I guess if that, if you're still with me, congrats. If that did confuse you, let me simplify that for you a little bit. So one, two, and three are basically decided in the division. The top four in the division will make the playoffs right now. Sitting at four is the Nash are the Nashville predators. They've played 48 games and have 52 points. Behind them, the Stars, 46 games and 50 points. The Hawks, 47 games, 49 points. So they're all right there. And then you got the Red Wings and actually Columbus, the Blue Jackets, are now behind the Red Wings, believe it or not. And so those two are not going to make it. But you've got a three-team race right now for that four seed, the Predators, the Stars, and the Hawks. Like I said, the Hawks have nine games to play. What do you what are you thinking? Well, first, I guess what are what does everyone out there listening think? Can the Hawks manage to jump two teams in front of them even though the Stars have the game in hand and the Hawks and the Preds currently have the point lead? Can the Blackhawks find a way to jump both those teams and get sneak into that four seed? Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at @lowtwhistle1. And David, do can they do it or is it too little too late? I think, uh, for me at least, just watching the inconsistency of how they're playing yes. and, and everything like that, I just I don't see how they're going to make it happen. I think they're on, I'll, I'll say this much, I think they're on the precipice of a great 
playoff run in the future. Okay, a yeah. lot of their young guys have stepped up in all this time that they've gotten to play has is going to do nothing but help the Hawks, the Blackhawks in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And one guy I I've talked about him, I think the last two or three times yeah. ever since he's been traded. <laughs> yeah, he's, Vinny Hinnestrosa again. Yeah. Again, a two point game, a goal and an assist in this in this past game that the Hawks won in overtime, five four in overtime. Now is he signed through this season or is he a free yeah, agent? Yeah, he's on a one year deal, but it, with the way which is why he he, he I think more than any player that I've seen has bought into a system and the system works for the type of player that he is. So if the Blackhawks are smart, yeah. they're going to sign him to, and he's young, right? He is 27. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's, still. you could sign him to a, a, a relatively cheap four year deal probably and, and lock him up to help you out go moving forward. Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely an option. He he should be relatively cheap, even, even with the way he's playing right now. He's never going to be that top line, really top really not even a, the second line guy. But to be one of those bottom lines, be the centerman for those bottom lines, he is definitely an option, especially if the Hawks do decide to trade and move on from a guy like Dylan Strome. Yeah. Hinnestroza has proven... At least so far, it's short, short or small sample size, but he was good and had some success the first time he was with the team as well. So he loves it here in Chicago. He might even be willing to take a discount because he has so much success with Chicago, and that is the team that drafted him. So, yeah, they, I think the future's bright, but as for this season, I think the inconsistency, I would say they have. This is the last game they have with the Predators, right? Yes. I'd say they this tonight's a must win. Yeah, I I would agree. Def. And and not in overtime either. They yeah, need, you, they, they need, need to win full a, two they need to pick up two points on on the Predators, not just pick up two points in general. Two yeah. points on the Predators. They need to we win win in regulation <laughs> and if they do that, there's a slight chance if they lose tonight, I think it's done. Okay, yeah, and they actually finished the season with two against the Stars. So if they can make it, obviously, like I said, they're both behind the Preds at the moment. The Stars still with a couple games in hand over the Predators. But if the Hawks can win this one, that puts them one point behind the Predators, and the Hawks have a game in hand. So that gives them a a good chance to possibly jump them, and then it could come down to that those last two games last between two games. the Hawks and the Stars. I, I, like I said, I think tonight's, um, tonight, if you, is it in Chicago or is it in Nashville? Tonight's game is in Chicago. It is at the United Center. It needs to be a playoff mentality. Yeah. Mentality kind of game. It's a, it's a winner go home boys kind of mentality that you have to go into this game with and you need to just go, go to the wall. Yeah. Go until you can't go anymore. And, uh, and and it's going to be tough the, from here on out, too. Not just the game against the Predators tonight and then with the Stars the, the to close it out, but the teams in between 
are the top three teams in the division who are all still battling for that top spot. The Hurricanes, Panthers, and Lightning are all within three points of each other, and that's who the Hawks have the rest of the way. They So after tonight's game, they have the Lightning for one, the Panthers for two, and the Hurricanes for three. They've had... They've had success lately with the Florida teams. They've struggled After all year. Struggling mightily yeah. early on. They they struggled with they've struggled with the Hurricanes. I know that for sure. They've really struggled with the Hurricanes, even getting a win against them. But and the, the Lightning have struggled in general lately. They were at one point the top team. They've fallen back a bit. It's now. An, it's definitely, I think we are both in agreement that it is definitely an uphill battle at this point. They've kind of put themselves in a position that is not favorable to them, but not to say that they can't do it. I right. Mean, yeah. So are they going to make the playoffs? Doesn't look like it, but it all starts tonight. They have to win, they have tonight, to win tonight if they are going to yeah. have a chance. I would I so, would agree with that. Yeah. And before we close it out here, I just want to shout out for Brandon Hagel, who did it again in overtime. A three-point game in that last one against the Preds. A goal and two assists. And... It, of course, Henestroza was on that game-winning assist, but that's back-to-back overtime game-winning goals for Brandon Hagel. The last two times the Hawks have gone to overtime, right. it's been Hagel closing it out for the Hawks. So, that's awesome. So shout-out to him on another good one. Good deal. And he, he's another one of those young guys who... Yeah, like I said, is, the future, it, future looks really good for the Blackhawks with all the... The young talent that showed up to play for him this year. I mean, inconsistency is going to happen with with younger talent, but it, it looks like they're they've got that that turning of the corner that they've been looking for. Yeah, definitely. And unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you to everyone who listened in. Our next show is on Monday from two to four p.m. Should I'm we, sorry. Should 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 yeah. we te- should we tell them? Should we tell them what what we're doing on Monday? All right, yeah, let's... Oh, it's NFL time. Yeah, you guys know what's coming up next week. It's It's NFL time. It's NFL (laughs) time, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna go a little crazy. We're gonna we're gonna create some chaos. I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. So definitely, be sure to tune in for that. It's going to be primarily focused on the NFL draft. We might throw a couple other things in as well. We'll see what the weekend brings. We'll we'll see what happens. So be sure to tune in for that. And of course, you can find our show "Blow the Whistle" on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. And recordings of all our shows can be heard on Spotify and on Anchor. And up next on SportstownChicago.com is the Injured Reserve Show with Kendall, Jack, and Jarek. So stick around and hear what those guys have to say today. Thank you again for listening today, everyone. We hope everyone has a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. As always, I'm Brandon Januska here with David Dykstra. And this was Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com.